Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In a world so overwhelmed with technology, constant news, increased workloads and stress, the thought of packing up and moving to the middle of nowhere and permanently turning off your phone, can seem like an unachievable dream. A complete switch off from society in the Western world can seem like an impossible task. With constant contact being the norm, surveillance everywhere, and even our phones tracking our daily routines like constant pocket cartographers, the days of being able to disappear are close to being lost altogether. Back in the 1700s, the ability to go off the grid was incredibly easy. With no traceability available, there was no real art to disappearance, and people could just simply drift into the woods, never to be heard of again, and in some cases, quite literally. This time, on Macabre London, we uncover the story of the Hermit of Dulwich. London today is a bustling metropolis, an exciting place to visit and a somewhat safe place to call home. An eclectic mix of people from all over the world live in London, and the crime rate is dropping year on year. In some parts of this vibrant capital, the crime rate is lower than that of much smaller cities in other parts of the UK. However, things haven't always been so safe. Stories and tales of old have echoed around these streets and grown to become that of legend, particularly those of gruesome nature. Today we'll be exploring one of those stories and discovering about London's often bloody past. My name is Nikki Drews and this is Macabre London. London in the 1700s was a fast-evolving and changing bacterium of a city. The Great Frost, which caused a fatal famine in Ireland, caused a big influx in migration to the city. 
many Irish people headed to London to seek out better opportunities and to turn their back on the barren soils of their homeland. The Irish weren't the only ones to make their homes in London. People from Poland, France and Germany also sought refuge in the city and started to fill up its cheaper and less attractive neighbourhoods, whilst living alongside locals who couldn't afford fancier digs. This meant that these vibrant and culturally diverse areas of London were becoming full and less desirable by the moment as they became more densely packed with people trying to make their way in the city. As the slums grew, the countryside of London became more appealing to those who could afford it, and in some cases a better living could be sought from agricultural areas rather than competing for a few scraps in the urbanised centre of town. Dulwich in South London was still considered part of the countryside during that time, and the population boom happening in the inner city had yet to reach out to its forests and meadows. This is still reflected today with its village-type feel. Somehow, Dulwich has not succumbed to the sprawl of the high-rises and modernisation that has accompanied London's growth throughout the ages. The woodlands of Dulwich belong to the estate of the same name, and all 1,500 acres seemed the best place to avoid society to Samuel Matthews. Sam was an unimposing man who was married and held a steady job as a gardener. He had a fairly unremarkable existence up until his wife became ill and very quickly passed away. It's not been reported how Samuel's wife died, nor has her name even been noted, but the profound effect of her death naturally caused Sam to drastically reassess his life. Suffering extreme grief and with his life turned upside down, Sam stopped turning up to his job. He defaulted on his rent and after selling the majority of his worldly possessions, he decided to remove himself from society almost completely. Samuel had been busy since his wife's death. Deep in the forest he had found a natural area of rock and began carving a cave into the face of it. To think how difficult and time-consuming this must have been for just one man to build a shelter comprehensive and welcoming enough to live in without the use of power tools is a feat that seems almost impossible. But build it he did, and before long it was ready to move into. Taking a small amount of belongings such as his gardening tools, a modest bed and a few cooking utensils, Samuel was ready to settle and he moved in full time to the woods. It wasn't long before news of Samuel's transition into the woods spread amongst the residents of Dulwich and before long it became a popular pursuit to go and find his cave. Sam was always pleasant to visitors and would make polite conversation but that was where he set his boundaries. He disliked strangers and wasn't keen on having anyone outstay their welcome. After a while, he began to disappear for a few days at a time, going deeper into the woods or staying nearer to his latest gardening job. With a need to stay employed, Samuel took odd jobs here and there as a handyman, and as he was a dab hand with a pair of loppers, the Dulwich estate where he built his cave were happy to have the free maintenance. Samuel became infamous in his area and was mainly left alone until one day his cave was discovered by two travellers. Samuel was discovered stumbling through the wood with blood streaming from his head. He'd been attacked by two travellers who had tried to rob him. Not wanting to give away everything he had worked for, Samuel fought the two but lost. 
The pair left him for dead and took all of his belongings. Sam was taken in by his most recent employer and given somewhere to rest and recover. But now in his 60s and having lived a virtual life of solitude, Samuel decided he would rather sleep in the hayloft rather than inside the house. Once his wounds had healed, Sam went back to the woods and continued his life there undisturbed until a seemingly identical but more brutal attack happened to him 10 years later. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Samuel's body was found outside his cave in the Dulwich estate where his head had been beaten in and all his belongings scattered across the forest floor. It's believed that someone had entered the forest during the night and attacked him whilst he slept, murdering him by giving him several blows to the head. At 70 years old, when he was murdered, Samuel lived in the forest for almost 40 years undisturbed. So why did someone decide that an old man who lived in the woods was worth the effort of murdering? The killer and their motive were never discovered, but it can't have been motivated by money, as Samuel wasn't a rich man. No one took over Samuel's cave, as it was left empty after his death, so it can't have been to do with taking his home. Maybe it was a mistake, or maybe Samuel was an easy target after all. Seemingly, someone who lived a solitary lifestyle couldn't be missed. Samuel isn't the only reported Londoner with a strange abode. There have been a few unusual places people have called home in our fair capital. One urban legend turned true is the Mole Man of Blackheath. For decades, reports from residents living in the area have spotted a man emerging from a hole on the heath. Many say that he lives inside an old Anderson shelter, which was left behind after the war. Some say that he comes and goes as he pleases, only staying on the heath during the warmer months and others say he's there all year round. The entrance to his home is reported at a few different locations, which conjures up the idea of interconnecting tunnels or maybe multiple residences. Many believe the Mole Man to be a myth, but reports before the 2012 Olympics where the council were instructed to rehome many homeless people in an effort to hide its housing crisis, state that a man was removed from the heath and rehomed elsewhere. Legend has it, however, that after the Olympics, the Mole Man was allowed to be able to return to the heath. Another, and perhaps more famous Mole Man, lived in Hackney, and seemed to be both an annoyance and a joy to local residents. 
William Little lived at 121 Mortimer Road in Hackney for over 40 years. He first came to the attention of the locals when the pavement outside his home developed a large crack and later a huge hole. Passers-by who peeked in said they saw a huge expanse of tunnels leading off into the distance. Once the council were notified of the crack and the tunnels, they decided to pay Mr Little a visit. Council officials were amazed at what they found in William's basement. Tunnels spanning 20 metres in every direction spread out from the basement like a strange mould of an octopus. Once the papers got hold of the news, Little was interviewed several times about his reasons behind the tunnels. In an interview with The Guardian, he justified his behaviour by saying he just had a really big basement. In 2009, four years after the initial discovery of the tunnels, the council and Little's neighbours decided they had endured enough of him and his digging, so they made the decision to move him from his house into a flat, with the remit that he paid to repair the structural damage. In 2010, Little died at his flat at the age of 79, leaving behind a reported £400,000 council bill in damages. That's not all he left behind, though. According to The Londonist, an online publication, he also left a hole between the wall and the kitchen, proving that he couldn't resist his tunnelling instinct. Little was said to be liked by some in his community. He was a regular at amateur dramatics clubs, and after he died, the club was kind enough to even place a blue plaque on his house, even though it wasn't necessarily an authentic one issued by English Heritage. The Mole Men and Hermits of London have definitely left behind some interesting stories, and maybe even a tunnel or two. And it's fascinating to delve into why people would become so disillusioned with society that they would go to great extremes to hide away from it. In today's society, with the thought of never being able to truly get away from the internet, social media, news updates, and people tagging you in those embarrassing photos from Saturday night, it might seem like a welcoming option. I don't know about you though, but I don't think the potential perks of privacy that being away from people constantly affords is enough to give up the option of having a takeaway delivered. Thanks for listening to that episode of Macabre London. I have a few updates to give you that I've been working on whilst I've been away. You will now be able to watch the podcast. So what exactly do I mean by watching a podcast? I'm going to be uploading a hosted version of the podcast to YouTube, so now you have the option of watching and listening to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the Macabre London YouTube channel. You can do that by googling Macabre London YouTube, or by visiting YouTube and searching for Macabre London. Coming up next time on Macabre London. It's the one you've all been waiting for. It's a sequel to our most popular episode. Our Trains, Pain and Underground Squeals miniseries is back. It's time for part two, where we'll be looking into the strange and unusual happenings of Britain's oldest transport system. We'll see you then. If you'd like to stay up to date with everything Macabre London, then join us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, at Macabre London. Or if you just Google Macabre London and Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, we'll also pop up there. 
You can also email us at macablondon at hotmail.com. Macabre London is hosted on Acast, written, performed and created by me, Nikki Drews, with additional script editing by Neil Murray. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.